22 Tammuz, Chaf Bey's Tammuz, Tzadik, his conversations, 451. I found the following in a manuscript written by one of our group. The Rebbe said it is best to talk over matters concerning one's devotions with a close friend. Just as wine has the power to raise a person's spirits, as it is written, give strong drink to him that is ready to perish, and wine to the bitter in soul. Proverbs 31.6 Similarly, one's conversations with a friend have the power to raise one's spirits. It is written, Care in the heart of a man makes it bow down. Yashchena. Proverbs 12.25 Our rabbis commented, Yesichena, let him speak it out to others. Yoma 75a Now when a person drinks just a little wine, it raises his spirits. But if he drinks a lot, he becomes drunk and has to lie down. The same is true of the things one tells one's friend. His words may be mixed up with a large proportion of hypocrisy and arrogance, but if they contain even just a little truth, they have the power to elevate the heart. However, if there is no truth in them at all, only hypocrisy and arrogance, so that when he goes off he commits all kinds of sins in fulfillment of his cravings, Words like these cannot elevate the heart at all. They are like wine indulged in excessively. It just makes one drunk. 452. The Rebbe said, God is always good. 453. He said, When you look at me, you doubtless take me to be a perfect tzaddik. Nevertheless, even if I were to commit the gravest possible sin, it would still not throw me at all. After sinning, I would still be righteous just as I was before. It is just that I would repent. 454. He said, The time will come when a good, simple man will be as remarkable as the Baal Shem Tov. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom. His wisdom. 210. The Rebbe said that anything he did in public was very difficult and required genuine self-sacrifice. He told us that before he began the first word of the Kiddush, see his wisdom, number 169, He literally felt as if his soul were about to depart. The same was true when he was ready to begin the first words of a lesson. It seemed as if his soul would depart with the first word. He said, When I am ready to express the first word, I feel I am expiring. The Rebbe would never do such things as lead the congregation in prayer or read the Megillah or the Torah. He would not even call out the shofar notes to be sounded on Rosh Hashanah. The only public things he would do were reciting Kiddush, singing Zmirot at the Shabbat table, and revealing his lessons. And even these were very difficult for him. Even reciting the Kaddish on his mother's yard site was a very difficult experience for him. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 186 when one relates stories about the tzaddikim, his own righteousness is remembered by God. 187. A tzaddik is able to give even something that does not yet exist. 188. The tzaddik takes possession of wherever he sets his foot. 189. By offering advice to tzaddikim at a time they face opposition, a person's achievements will be established and will never be undone. 190. While observing the tzaddik, a person should gaze with reverence so that he will not be punished by heaven. 191. 
A person's fear of heaven makes him yearn to draw closer to the tzaddik. 192. Sitting at the table of the tzaddik eliminates war. 193. A fraudulent person eventually joins those who oppose and quarrel with the tzaddik. Kitzur Lekutei Moharan 2. Lesson number 1. 11. Through this influx of prophetic inspiration, a person thereby attains perfect prayer. For prayer is, is presently in exile due to our many sins. Prayer is something extremely exalted, yet people make light of it, and when they stand up to pray, they desire merely to get it over with. However, through the perfect fear and awe of God, which is reached by rectifying the three cravings, until one thereby merits to draw an influx of prophetic inspiration, even though there is no one today who would actually prophesy, prayer is nonetheless redeemed from its exile. Then prayer reaches its ultimate perfection and is like prophecy, which is the word of God. For God himself then opens a person's mouth and sends him holy words to pray before him. This phenomenon is expressed in the phrase, God, open my lips, which is said before starting the Amidah prayer. This is also the deeper meaning of the concept of joining redemption to prayer, referring to the custom of having the Amidah prayer follow immediately after the blessing of redemption, namely, to redeem prayer from its exile. Copier's Note This answers the question asked in the Talmud. How can we join redemption to prayer? Didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, at the beginning of the Amidah prayer, one should say, God, open my lips, thereby causing an interruption between the two prayers. Brachot 4b. The Talmud responds there by saying that since the sages enacted that we say this phrase, it is like one long prayer. The teaching of this lesson explains the reason why this phrase is not considered an interruption at all, since the whole idea underlying redemption being joined to prayer is that one's prayers should be the word of God. And this is the very idea expressed by the phrase, God, open my lips. 12. When prayer is released and redeemed from its exile, treatment by healers and doctors then becomes totally unnecessary, since it will be possible to be healed by whatever one eats, even by bread and water, just as a person would be cured by medicines. 13. Sometimes an illness is latent within a person, and it does not reveal itself then no healer or doctor can possibly cure it, because they do not even know that the illness is there. But when a person merits to rectify the three evil cravings and to attain perfect fear and awe of God and perfect prayer, he can be healed even when the illness has not yet surfaced. He is cured of his illness even before it sprouts within him, and he will not be affected by the illness at all. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The Fifth Day when the last one boasted that he led a giant, he meant that he directed the orbit of the moon. The moon is considered to be a blind man since it does not have any of its own light and has nothing of its own. Although this boaster is small, he directs the moon, which is very large. Moreover, he sustains the entire world since the world needs the moon. Therefore, he is actually a true example of little holding much. Nevertheless, my concept of little holding much is much greater than all, including his. This is the proof. Once there was a group of people who studied the fact that every animal has a shadow in which it likes to rest. Conversely, there is a shadow for each and every animal. Every animal chooses its particular shadow where it wants to dwell. Every bird also has its own unique branch. It is on this particular branch that it desires to live. Studying this phenomenon... 
They sought to find the tree in whose shadow all animals live. All animals would desire to live in its shadow. Similarly, all birds would live in its branches. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 185 With thanks to God, Sunday, Bahar, 5595 To my dear beloved son, Reb Yitzchak, may his light shine. Greetings, life, and all good, in this world and the next. I received your letter. You already know that I cannot go outside, and therefore had no one with whom to send you a response. May God have pity and turn the whole thing into great good for all of us. Those who rise up arrogantly against us will don shame and disgrace, and those who favored the justness of my cause will sing, rejoice, and constantly say, Let God be exalted. Thank God that He helps me be happy most of the time over that enormous, miraculous, and eternal kindness of His, that I merited to hear the things that I did and to write them down in books to inform people of His mighty deeds. The truth is that all of you, too, ought to be rejoicing every day over this. For it is no small matter. It is your eternal life. God forbid that a single word should grow old for you. These words are always flowing, and every single one of them is a well of fresh water, cool water to a weary soul. They are new every moment of every day. They give life to every soul that wants to live, and they revive it with delicacies of every kind. They reveal the greatness of the Creator, and the light of his godliness in a way that is simply inexpressible. For each person perceives them in a different way, according to his heart. And beyond all this, they rise up to the infinite heights and reach down to the lowest levels. You have done much, Lord, my God. Your miracles and thoughts are for us. The doer of miracles, who has helped me so much thus far, will not abandon me now either. He will help me and save me soon, and he will subjugate our enemies and bring them down beneath us. You, God, who performs wonders for your sake and the sake of the true tzaddik, cut them down literally to the ground. Salvation is in God's hands. Your tremendous yearning for the shavuot of our awesome and exalted master, teacher, and rebbe, whose truth and holiness shield us each day, particularly when we are gathered together, along with your crying out, are making an impression with God's help. If we merit it, I will tell you about it face-to-face, God willing this coming holy festival of Shavuot. But you, my son, and all of you, need to long and desire very much for the holiness of the true Shavuot, that we will all be able to gather together and to pray to God very much that it be with peace and tranquility, and that you will guard my life from fear of the enemy and the lives of all of us. You must long and desire that we will merit to joyfully speak words of truth, which give life to the soul forever, words which emanate from the holy and awesome flowing stream. May he who hears the prayers of every mouth hear our prayer and save us for his name's sake. The words of your father, waiting for speedy salvation. Nussan of Breslov. Reb Nussan's letters, year two. Letter number 443. Warm greetings to all our comrades, each one of them in accordance with the great honor that he deserves, and in particular to my friend, the illustrious man of standing, Reb Tzvi Hirsch, may his light shine. To his children and to all his household, may they live. I received the sum that you gave to our friend, Reb Ephraim, may his light shine. May God repay your deed. May he command all of his blessings to rest upon you, and may he give you success in all of your endeavors. May you merit to perform many more similar acts of charity, and may you always have an ever greater share in our work. 
This is your portion in life for all that you have labored. All of your toil is only for this, as you know. For our master, teacher, and Rebbe explained that at the time when a person is transacting business, with every word that he says and with every step that he takes, he must be intending to make money in order to give charity. The Kutei Maharan 1, 29.9 The ultimate form of charity is to give to a righteous person or cause. And no charity is more important than that of supporting the printing. You understand this for yourself. There is no time to continue. Your eternal friend, Nasan, the same. You should read this letter because it was also meant for you. Greetings to my illustrious friend, Rabbi Yehoshua, may his light shine. For God's sake, do not depart from what I said when we spoke together, and you assured me that you would give at least three new rubles toward the project. You will not receive a book for any less. I ask you now, is it right that the new book not be in your house? I am sure you will do as I say, and may God give you success in this world and the next. Nasan, the same. I too send greetings to my dear friend with a bold love, and I thank you for your greetings to me. How good and pleasant is our mutual love. May God help us, and may we merit to frequently get together at the home of my honored master, father, teacher, and Rav. May his light shine, from whom the light of the true tzaddik radiates today. To receive deep advice from him on how to fulfill the Rebbe's holy words at all times, and to bring ourselves to joy. Amen. May it be his will. Our friend Reb Nachman, the printer, sends his loving greetings. The words of your eternal friend, Yitzchak Sternhartz. Shemot HaTzadikim Al HaChatumim Nechemia HaTirshata Ben Chachalia Tzidkia Saraya Azaria Yirmia Pashchur Amaria Malkia Chatush Shivanya Maluch Charim Meremot Ovadia Daniel Ginton Baruch Meshulam Avia Miyamin Maazia Bilgai Shemaya Ela HaKohanim Vahalavim Yeshua ben Azania, Binoi mi Chenadad, Kadmiel, Shivanya, Hodia, Klita, Palaya, Hanan, Micha, Rehov, Hashavia, Zakur, Sherevia, Shivanya, Hodia, Vani, Beninu. Rasheha am, Parosh Pachat Moav, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Azgad, Bevai, Adonia, Bigvai, Adin, Ater, Chizkia, Azur, Hodia, Chashum, Beitzai, Harif, Anatot, Nevai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Chezir, Meshezavel, Tzadok, Yadua, Palatia, Hanan, Anaya, Hoshea, Hanania, Chashuv, Halochesh, Pilcha, Shovek, Rechum, Chashavna, Maaseya, Achia, Hanan, Anan, Maluch, Charim, Ba'ana. Reb Nassan's Prayers 2, Prayer number 22, on the Kutei Maharan 2, 25. A prayer for the poor person, when he is wrapped in distress and pours forth his speech before Hashem. Master of the world, help me always express all of my speech before you, every day and at every moment. Help me and save me so that I will increase my speech from me to you, my Maker and spend the greater part of the day and night on this, all of the days of my life. Have compassion on me, and open my mouth at every moment. Send me true and holy words from your holy dwelling place in heaven, to plead, pray, and beg before you, on behalf of my soul, with new words at every moment. 
Help me always increase my pleading with proper words of placation and conciliation, putting forth and explaining my case with gracious and supplicating words, so that I will always arouse your vast compassion and you will help me come close to you at every moment. May I constantly rise from level to level and approach you at every moment. Help me and save me, you who are filled with compassion. Arouse your empathy and compassion on my behalf. You know that I so strongly yearn to come close to you and return from the depths of the sea in which I have been trapped because of my many sins. I want to strive at every moment to engage in it bodidut and express my speech to you, but I still have not properly done so. As a result, although so many years have already passed, I still have not been saved from the many troubles of my soul. And you, Hashem, how long? When will you begin to save me truly and completely? Hashem, my God, you have performed wondrous and awesome deeds for me. You have extended great and mighty kindnesses without measure on my behalf. You have given me the strength to hope for your salvation and take refuge in the holy shade of your truly faithful tzaddikim. Nevertheless, I am still so far away from you. The great extent of my distance from you and the paucity of what I am and what my character is are impossible for anyone to express or estimate. Only you know these things, Hashem, my God. There are no words on my tongue to express my speech before you properly and engage in a great deal of conversation and prayer to you in accordance with everything that is hidden and concealed in my heart. This can only occur if, with the aid of your compassion and salvation, I find favor in your eyes from now on, so that you will open for me anew the gates of prayer, the gates of supplication and request, the gates of true eloquence, the gates of hitzbodedut, the gates of conversation and holy words, the gates of seeking favor and pleading. May that occur in such a way that from now on I will express all of my speech to you with new words of supplication, conciliation, and appeasement at every moment, pouring forth my heart like water before your countenance at every moment, Hashem. You know my heart, how much I need to begin to cry out, clamor, pray, and plead to you, to weep with the bitterness of soul, and pour forth my heart like water before you. I must prostrate myself until my soul expires with actual self-sacrifice to seek my soul from you because of the transgressions, sins, and offenses that I committed so willingly before you from my beginning until this day. What shall I say? I will cause my sleep to flee because of the bitterness of my spirit. Who will make my head water and my eye a source of tears? Then I would weep day and night because of the bitterness of spirit that I inflicted upon my soul without cause. For the sake of a slight desire that passes like a fleeting shadow, I rebelled against you. I came to what I came to, and I lost what I lost. Woe to me and to my soul! Woe! What have I done? My heart, my heart mourns its losses. My core, my core mourns its losses. Woe! What shall I say? How shall I speak? How can I justify myself? If not for your vast compassion and loving kindness, who knows what would have been? Protect us, compassionate one. If your Torah had not been my delight, I would have been lost in my affliction. Therefore, I come to you who are filled with compassion, so that you will pour onto me new, true words from the source of holy speech. From now on, may I express all of my speech to you at every moment with words of favor and true pleading. May I please and placate you so that from now on, in your vast compassion, you will help me follow your laws and your mitzvot. 
From now on may I renew my days that have passed in a dark and dreary exile, and no longer return to my foolishness. Help me, you who are filled with compassion. Save me, you who are filled with salvation.'" 